Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. 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 Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates, the podcast about dating and shit. And I guess that's our line now. <laughs> if you heard a third voice, we are so, so excited to have Samantha Rothenberg here with us today again. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So if you don't know her, she is the illustrator behind what the webcomics on Violet Claire at Violet Claire on Instagram. And a specific part of that that I love screenshots, screenshot stories, as I fuck up saying it, the name changed. I'm going to give myself that, but screenshot stories where you take these awesome screenshots of texts that real people have gotten and create an illustration of what that person sending those texts might look like. So I felt like it was very applicable to our group. We had you on, I I feel like it was like over a year ago. I feel like it was two years ago. Damn. I don't know. I feel like it was quite a long time ago. Yeah. I was in my... I was in my apartment in Greenpoint. I lived here, so it was definitely over a year ago. Yeah. And I felt like it was earlier on in the podcast, so. We're, like, two weeks shy of our two-year anniversary podcasting, so it was, like, I feel like it was, like, in our first 20 episodes or something, which was cool. Another another time, another lifetime. Um, But we're psyched to have you back. Do you have, like, a revised, updated Worst First? You shared a Worst First last time. But has anything horrible happened in the last yeah, two years? Yeah, so, so I've definitely had more than one horrible first date, and this isn't a revised one. Like, it hasn't happened since the last one. It's just, I think it's one that happened, prob- it might have happened before it. I don't know. It's kind of just in my memory bank as a terrible first date. So I'll share another worst first date story. Amazing. A B-side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I matched with this guy on one of the apps, and... I thought he looked cute. His he his age was 35 and he had kind of like this 90s vibe going on, which, you know, is kind of trendy right now. Um and so he asked to meet up and I said okay. And when I showed up, he was a good 15 years older than his photo, so he was definitely around 50. Like that's how he looked to me. Oh. And he just didn't mention it. Like he Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so he didn't mention it, and I realized that the 90s vibe was because those photos actually were taken in the 90s. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, when I went back to look at them, I'm like, these are photos from when he was in his, like, 20s or 30s in the 90s. But anyway, so we're sitting, and I am such a polite person. I have the hardest time ending a date early, um, like, to my detriment, I have a really hard time ending I, a date. Yeah. I completely relate. It's so hard. It's re- it's a hard thing to do. But I was livid. This was the only time I've ever left a date within the first 10 minutes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, damn. What yeah. did you say? So basically, we were talking, and then I say to him, so wait, how old did you say that you are? And he acted like he was adorable, and he was like, oh, I fibbed. I'm actually 49 or whatever. And I was like, well, why did you lie? And then he looks me straight in the eye and he goes, because I want to have kids. And women my age cannot carry children. 
Oh, oh boy. My God. I wish that everyone could see all of our faces right now. <laughs> it's like, just like abject horror. That's when I was like, okay, well, it was nice to meet you, but I I think I didn't even know what to say. I just kind of got up. I was like, all right, see you later. And then the next day, he added me on Facebook and sent me a message that said, I had a great time. Hope we can do it again soon. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I thought you were about to get, like, a wild trolling message no. of, like, no. horror. No. Oh, boy. That I think is his friend request is still sitting in my like Facebook friend request folder or whatever that thing is called. That is twisted. And I want to just, because now I'm picturing the trolling. The reason it's twisted is because he wasn't honest with you, one. And then because he acted like you wanted kids or that this was appropriate because he wanted something that I, it's wrong on so many levels, but it's not just about the age is what I just wanted to like say. It's about, you can't lie on an app, first of all, and that reason doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah, and also, like, uh, I I don't know, that feels like such, it feels like just two levels of violation. I think that's exactly what you're saying, but it's like being lied to and fully catfished, and then acting like, oh, I'm so charming, like, you're not. Right, he tried to brush it off like it was NBD. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's really bad. That was a lot of oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's how bad. No, I, I'm feeling a little like, oh, yeah. It's just, I feel like the exaggerations on profiles comes up time and time again. And it's one thing if someone misrepresents themselves a little bit due to changes in their body or age a little bit, a few years. It's really different when you're very aware of it. You try to play it off like you're cute, like, I'm fibbing, and it's 15 years, like, <laughs> are from the 90s. Honestly, like, five years, I I could handle that, maybe, but come on. Okay, well, that's gross. <laughs> Let's talk about something more upbeat. Do you want to tell us, I mean, I'm sure people, early, early OG listeners of ours will remember you from, like, a very long time ago, but will you tell anyone who maybe is not aware of your Instagram account and your art? what you're all about, what type of stuff you like to do, where you find your inspiration, etc. Sure. So I basically, I run an Instagram account where I post a lot of comics and a lot of the comics are dating themed. Um, I'm not sure why or how that happened because it's not like I'm some crazy serial dater, um, which I'm sure people would think by looking at my page. And a lot of people do think that it is my diary or something, which it very much isn't. But, um, yeah, I do a lot of comics about dating and about other things sometimes, but mostly dating. I also do illustration, freelance, and, yeah. You've definitely, and if you haven't, if you're like, I don't know if I've seen Violet Claire, you have. You'll see one illustration and be like, oh, I've seen that somewhere. Or you see, like, your murals that you've done for Freeform, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those are so, but I, it's just such unique, I'm, we're just really big fans here of you and first dates, so go check her out. But and I was fangirling really hard when your um, illustrations were on the like the Link NYC thing. Oh so, yeah. yeah, did you see that? Yeah. yeah, I was like, I know her. Like I was like very. I feel like I was walking around with one of my cousins who I was like, you know, I'm like her like quote unquote cool older cousin, but not because she doesn't know that I'm not cool. But like uh, I was like, oh my god, I know that girl. Like gave me so many. I got so many props from having met you. Oh my god, yeah. I this, felt like a celebrity. 
This year I had I had my art on those Link NYC things and in the subway ads. So I felt like a legit New York artist, illustrator. Yes, that's person. so cool. That's so no, it's so exciting. I feel like that you've made it. Did you time. freak out like the first time you saw one out in the wild? Um oddly enough, I I it took I couldn't all my friends kept sending me pictures of them because they were bumping into them. And mm-hmm. I felt like every time I passed one of those things, I never saw it. <laughs> but I finally saw it. I think I was on the Upper West Side and it was it was like 10 p.m. And I started taking photos and like this guy was like, what are you taking photos? Of? <laughs> <laughs> That's New York. Just like pump you up, knock you down. Yeah, like, I yeah. was like, don't worry about it. Yeah, just like a weird interaction on the street while you're having like a full, you know, artistic fulfillment moment of your life um that's hilarious i feel like we definitely asked you this before but it might be interesting to touch on again and kind of going along with the fact the way you said that people kind of think that these illustrations are your diary as you've had more recognition you're you've been out there more have you found any weirdness around that your illustrations and dating men are weird about it for many different reasons Mm. um and i usually find that if men are weird about it probably not a good fit for me yep you kind of have to get what i do and be okay with it but i've had men who who were like are you just like on this date for content (laughs) oh i feel like we hear that from a lot of people who are who are like creators who we've had on the podcast and kimmy got this and I, I am not a creator. Like this is a, we are at a much smaller scale than you, so I can only imagine. Yeah, I've also I'm all, no. I mean, I've also had men who were just kind of like, "Are you gonna draw me?" And a lot of men, I think, seem like genuinely kind of excited at that prospect that they might be my muse. <laughs> um, I've also had guys who seemed like, "Well, if we get into a relationship, are you still gonna?" you know, make comics about dating, how would that work? And I'm like, well, I don't know. We can we can figure that out when we get into a relationship, which we're not going to. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because dating still has universal truths. Like I feel that I ended up in a relationship I can still comment and talk about dating. It's interesting. I can see that getting very stale very quickly. Yeah, it's it's weird. And if any guy is weird about it, I just Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good litmus test to just be like, all right, next. Well, I've, I used to struggle with whether or not I should link my Instagram to my dating profiles because I'm just like, is that, is that weird? Is that going to scare people off? But then I reached the point where I was like, you know what? I, it's going to scare off who it scares off. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> and like, I'll be cool with what, whoever's left. <laughs> no, I feel like there must be a huge contingency of people who are just like, this is so cool that you do this. Those are my people. Yeah. Yeah, It's a great way. It's a great way to weed out the like horrible amounts of dirt and scum that exists out there. Whoa, whoa. Words. (laughs) Choice words. I feel like my, my like dating confidence journey has been going from like thinking that I had to adapt to what other people expected of me and like slightly change myself to like fit with other people who I was interested in. And and as I like went to therapy, go to therapy, everybody, and or or use BetterHelp. And um, when I once I got to like a 
a certain point with that, I was like, oh, the whole point is like, put your shit out there, say what you want, like, let people know what you're about. And then the the people who go away are supposed to go away. And it's like the simplest thing, but it's such a, I feel like it's, it's so hard. A, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're going to end up with someone, that part of you is going to come out eventually anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're going to get drawn. <laughs> Do you ever feel weird pressure to draw people? Like, do people ever pressure you to draw them? Like, people you're going on dates with or, like... Well, okay. I never I never draw anyone who I date specifically, but I have had times where I'll draw a guy and I'll be like, damn, this looks just like th- this guy I'm currently seeing. Um, where I, I don't do it intentionally, but I think it, it, it's a subconscious thing. Yeah, it, like, creeps in. Yeah, and there was this one guy who I dated, like, two years ago, um, and I keep drawing characters who look like him. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that's about. (laughs) Interesting. I mean, I feel like that's something that I super identify with. (laughs) It's the same version of like that person just keep who keeps creeping back into your mind. Even when you're like, why are you, you know what I mean? Like, why are you still there? Go away. Oh, always. Like cast you out of my thoughts. It's been too long of a time. I'm I'm not looking at like a a good illustration, like comic of it. I'm just seeing this person in my mind. Like, okay, bye, night, night. Yeah, back. there's no product. It's just like all neuros- neuro- neurotic process yeah. for me. It would be lovely to be looking at an actual drawing that I made and feel productive about my past, but instead we podcast. Um, so what what is the current state of dating for you? You can go into this as much as you want or don't, or even just like, what's your take on New York dating uh, right around now? Um, I think New York dating is just as awful as everyone says that it is. <laughs> I really do. But I mean, I can't complain because it's also inspiration. And my friends who are dating in New York bring me stories and that's inspiration. And yeah. yeah. Have you seen any, I feel like we are constantly learning these new terms, like it was breadcrumbing, which is probably so old now, but just anything that's, even if it's something like ghosting or something trending more and more and the stories maybe your fans DM you about or your friends bring to you. But- oh, funny story. Um, so I made a comic a while back and the term from the comic, which I can't believe I'm blank. Like, how am I blanking on this? All these articles got written about how this is a new term and it was based on my comic. And then... Someone was like, by the way, they were talking about this on the Today Show. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, what what was the Oh, my God, what does it describe? And then we'll figure it it out. Like, what is wrong with me that I can't even remember this? Paper clipping. Yes. Oh. Paper clipping. Oh, my God, what does paper clipping mean? I I don't think I remember. And can we see the comic? So, yeah, okay. So, here is the comic. So, basically, do you, if you guys remember Clippy from the 90s, he would pop up on your Microsoft screen and be like... Sometimes I pop up for no reason at all. Oh, Um, my God. So I basically likened Clippy to the type of person you date, you know, who you don't hear from, and then they just pop up for no reason at all. And then someone wrote an article about, oh, yeah, someone at the Daily Mail wrote an article about how paper clipping is a new trend, and then it just got picked up by all these other publications. Um, and And then someone found a comic I did about houseplants where I compared a houseplant that doesn't get, yeah, the, so the comic says, hey boy, am I a houseplant because you haven't paid attention to me in weeks and I think I am dying. So then, that. yeah, there were a few articles uh, with the term houseplanting. You need to get some credit for this. Some yeah. trademarks yeah, going, those are pretty yeah. expensive. Yeah. I love paper clipping. Though. I love paper clipping. Especially like, you guys have to go and look at the, at the 
at the comic on um, Samantha's Instagram, but like it's so evocative for all of us fucking like children of the 90s of the dude, the little paperclip dude. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my God, like it's such a bring you right back there moment of that fucking dude popping up all the time. Yeah. Why is there so much paper clipping? I do feel like we were just talking about this time of year at the end of summer, people kind of getting more in a fall mode or coming back into people's lives. We had Olivia, who's been going on dates for the podcast, be like, everyone's just cropping up. Like, guys I met earlier this summer, like, hey, hey, people from other times. And I feel like why I'm trying to think about why I have done this in my past, why I've paper clipped we've all done it yeah and why people do this this is an out loud brainstorm so well i feel like it's easy a i mean we talked last week about like the end of summer and how summer's crazy and everyone's away and everyone's busy and everyone's doing stuff and then at the end of summer you were like oh like this person i was talking to six weeks ago like that was just you know active recently like summer time doesn't act normally i think but i think that like it's just so much more comfortable to go back to somebody who you've already been talking to you know what I mean like the idea of finding someone I love I've always been a big like Facebook poke your ex not really on Facebook but that idea of like hey you'll send a hey text to like someone I haven't talked to in a long time it's because even if you're not into someone like you just you don't want them to forget you yeah and they don't when and yeah it's a thing yeah or like if even I feel like if you don't have anything currently going on in your romantic life, it's just, just so like easy to kind of shake the apple tree and just see what's going to... You're like, you got to keep that back burner, like, on warm at least. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want true. it to turn off. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of pots, a lot of pans in the pots. What's your <laughs> phrase, Kimmy? The, the analogy I never can get, like, when you have a lot of things on the stove cooking at the same time. <laughs> right. I can never remember. We, like, we, when you have your hand in a lot of pots, but it's not that. That's not that. Right, but, right. When you are paperclipped, I think you are like that 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 pot in the back that's like about to get cold, and the person is just like, "Oh no, up, oh, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> stir yeah. it." Yeah, yeah, totally. It's funny because when I paperclipped, I, sometimes I would go so far as to just send a wavy hand text. That's it, just a wave, like a true poke for texting. Yes, but it was like. Sadly for me, I wasn't even always shaking an apple tree I knew would bring me, like, a potential hookup. It was more just, like, I need attention via text right now. Like, I just need someone, like, to remind myself that I once was sexually active with (laughs) someone cuter. Like, you know, I was, like, I feel like I often paperclipped. It was very selfish. But I tried to be sensitive not to do it with anyone I thought actually had real feelings for me. But paperclipping. I think we've all done it. I feel like everyone's had it done to them. Absolutely. I don't know, listeners. Weigh in. Send us your paper clipping stories. Anyway, let's talk about screenshot stories. Sure. Tell us where. Will you tell everyone what that's about? What the what the um, where the idea came from? What the vibe is? Yeah. So it was back in like October, November of last year, and I realized that. I don't know. I felt like my content was getting kind of stale. So I gave myself this challenge where I was like, I want to post a new piece of content to my feed every day. And I want to always have like a story going. And I realized, I realized how hard that is. I'm like, man, it's really hard to come up with content for these Instagram stories. Um, and then I was unrelated going through some of my old photos on like cleaning out my folders on my computer. And I found these screenshots from this guy who I went on 
one date with and he just over the course of two or three years he just like would keep sending me these really intense Facebook messages and I never answered him but I had like this transcript of the whole thing and I think I was like oh well here's a piece of content for my stories I'll post this so I posted it um and people like loved it they were like more more (laughs) and so then I found like a few other like screenshots that I had laying around and then people started sending me theirs um so then I started posting other people's screenshots and then um someone sent me a kind of complicated one and she like sent me this whole dm where she gave me the backstory so then I did this thing where I got on camera and I like explained the backstory and then I showed the screenshot and that was that was and I I called this screenshots with psychopaths and that was like how it was birthed birthed (laughs) <laughs> Which is why I kept messing up because I kept wanting to say psychopath. Yeah, honestly. no. Um, so, so then I, I did a few of those, and then I was like, I don't really know what this has to do with my art. Like, I would really like to incorporate my art into this somehow. So then I added this component where at the end I drew. I call it an artistic interpretation. I, I started by drawing images of what I thought the guy would look like, and I kind of would mock the dude. And but it over time, it's turned into more just like some. Sometimes I'll just draw like the idea, the feeling of the conversation because it, it gets, eh. I felt a little pigeonholed. But anyway, so so the format became like me telling the backstory, showing the screenshots, posting my drawing, and then I post that drawing to my feed and um, people can weigh in with their opinions about it. Um, and so then this like, it really, really, that format really took off. Um, I think I have like 40 episodes up right now in my highlights and like the New York Times wrote about it, Newsweek wrote about it. It was just, it, it went nuts. And also I changed the name because people weren't cool with, um, my use of the term psychopath and I try to be respectful. So, and also because I, I didn't want it to just like I wanted a lot of the stories weren't necessarily about like quote-unquote psychopaths like a lot of the stories were a bit more nuanced and I wanted to leave it open to I wanted to show all different stories and so now it's just called screenshot stories you must everyone must go check them out and it's very it feels relevant because we see horrifying screenshots in our secret Facebook group all the time and it sometimes it's after a date, sometimes it's before a date, and I think a common thing that comes up is just how do you, how do we deal with this? So I'm gonna read one that we got that I got permission to read, and you I'm not gonna be like what would this look like? It's more about just I want us all to try to be helpful because I don't know how to be helpful, but I'm gonna try about like how do you weed through this shit even when it's just on it's, it's on Tinder. Yeah, it's it's really tough. I think one of the things I realized that's the, the hardest part about it for me is so I'm the first person to read the submission and I'm the first person to make that judgment. And then my judgment is like very obvious via what I've drawn. So it's like I put the first opinion out there and sometimes my opinion isn't the popular opinion. And sometimes people argue with me and sometimes I see that I was maybe wrong or harsh. And then so that's hard for me, like is creating that initial kind of like opinion that sometimes I wish I could go back and change it, but I can't. And yeah. I think that's the hardest part about doing these for me. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You, have, you have to take the stance exactly. and then you have to like wait while everyone reacts to your stance. And a lot of times people have not been cool with my stance. Mm. I think I've been, I've been probably overly harsh a few times on men. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, we know a little something <laughs> about that. Yeah. 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 
No. I it's feel- tough. You can't make everyone happy, too. Like, but it's... Yeah. I do tend to take the, the woman's side because the woman is the one sending me the email. She's the one telling me her story. She's, you know, and, and I do just tend... And I'm a woman, and, you know, like, I feel like I've been in their shoes in similar ways and it's it I feel like I always just automatically end up being on and by the way these are these submissions are like open to all I just it's just that 99.9% of what I get are from women about Mm -hmm. men but I'm I I I welcome all submissions but anyway this is just it happens to be what I get because I think like 93% of my audience is female I feel like we probably have similar numbers yeah Yeah. I mean we love our men that are in our group that are listening and the oh we like got an adorable email from a dad who was like I have millennial daughters and I love your podcast because it helps me understand their dating life and I was just like oh my god it was the best I think it's so hot when a guy likes my art and like isn't I feel like okay so I feel like I have dude friends who follow me but they never like my stuff and I feel like they are publicly like I don't know I feel like they they are like embarrassed to like it or something Mm. I mean there is a feed where you see what other people are liking on Instagram like I don't maybe they're not embarrassed maybe they're just bad Instagram but I'm sure some are I have a few dude friends and I'm I'm thinking of them right now and (laughs) (laughs) I see them but are they are they liking other stuff yeah. Okay. I, like, almost never go on Instagram because <laughs> I'm a grandma. And so I had a friend who got salty with me because I never liked her posts. And I was like, look, when was the last time I liked a post? Like, please go find me. I could also I just... just be over no, being overly not at dramatic. All. I, I think it's fair. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of men who are very careful and protective of their, like, uh, I don't know what they're putting out online. And it's not fun or sexy I don't know as much as like being more feminine like as much as being a male feminist or just being more understanding of women's position in the world has become acceptable for men I feel like there's still like a hesitation around it right exactly and I feel like like a guy who openly consumes my content and likes my posts is openly sort of showing himself to be a guy who's sympathetic to the female stands and that to me is like I love that that is like it's kind of hot yeah yeah that is hot. <laughs> that's really hot if, and I feel like if I oh if I went on a date with someone during this podcast let's say and I found that they were like I don't know I'm a creep I stalked everybody that I could I like saw a guy I, I was getting to know let's say followed you I'd be like or another account like I'd be like oh yeah I got a good one. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Yes, Men follow <laughs> feminist accounts. Like, it's yeah. fucking hot. Yeah. So, <laughs> completely fine. Follow by the Claire dudes. <laughs> but also, oh my God, this makes me think of, I think this is a screenshot series that you did. Um, or maybe it was a regular post, but you did something with like nice responses from men who were, who had been rejected, right? Oh yeah. That was one of my favorite things you ever did. Oh my gosh. Okay. So (laughs) this, so basically I, I started to get, um, criticized, which happens sometimes. Oh, (laughs) being an internet person. Again, one tiny percentage of, you know, reaching a way smaller percentage and we feel it. Basically, yeah. Basically, everyone was like, you're so, you know, the content you post is so negative. You're just like framing men in this terrible way. It's awful. And it's just like, A, like I'm not the only person with a voice on the internet. Like if you want a different voice, like go find someone else and take, you know, take that content in as well. But anyway, regardless. So I kind of made this joke I did, and I, I asked people to submit screenshots of so most most of the screenshot stories are basically men getting rejected and handling it really poorly. Um, so I asked women to send me screenshots of men of 
them rejecting men and then men handling it well. So I got a, a ton of screenshots of, of, um, of like, you know, a, a woman would just be like, like, you know, I had a lot of fun, but I don't see this going anywhere and I wish you the best. And the guy would be like, well, you're amazing. And it was so nice to meet you. And I respect your honesty, that sort of a thing. So I got a bunch of those. So then I did this like fake hunk calendar where the cover was just like, uh, <laughs> the cover okay. should be Tyler C. I will stop talking about the bachelorette at some point. I'm sorry. Do you watch the bachelorette? I don't. You're b- way better than me. That's a good, like whatever. It's just like an extremely hot human being that was on last season that is now like dating Gigi Hadid. So he's it's not like just us being dirty like, hot. He's really hot. It's insane. So. And he was like, he came in quote unquote, came in second. But when he got rejected, he was like, it was he wasn't an asshole. He's, he was amazing. He was like, you know, like, I, it hurts. I'm sorry it's not me, but I'm still going to be your biggest fan. Like, I'm rooting for you. I hope you're happy. Like, it was like in the moment he was proposing to this girl and she rejected him. And he was just like, okay, you know, I like, uh, you know, I believe in you. It was like glowing. I'm going to stop talking about The Bachelorette. It's our last time. <laughs> the last time, probably. That's it. Summer's um, but like, yeah, it's funny that it's such a rarity. But it really is. Yeah. The Most of what I get sent are these horrible stories. So then it was kind of refreshing. And then I posted, like, a, a bunch of these screenshots, maybe, like, t- like, 12 or 15 of them. And it was really kind of heartwarming. And then, of course, people were like, well, you're, now you're giving men credit for doing the bare minimum, doing what they're supposed oh, to do. Oh, come on. I'm like, come on, guys. It's a joke. Well, also, <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes we do need to give men credit for reacting nicely to being rejected also, because it's I, not the norm. Like, I mean, a lot of people do it. A lot of people can handle rejection really gracefully. But it's hard. we hear and see from a lot of people who have gotten some really insane messages after being rejected and whatever. I agree. Can't please everyone, but I think it's awesome. I might turn it into a real calendar for 2020. Oh my yes. god. <laughs> I would buy I would totally a thousand for everyone I know. I would buy a million. I would I would buy you out. I would love that. <laughs> yes. Yes. You should. I love it. Calendar. If you do it, we'll Shout it out on our. I'll memes. send you guys. Amazing. <laughs> we'll show it. We'll um. We'll post it if that happens. So that you can you can buy it, listeners. Um. Speaking of buying, let's take a quick ad break, and then we'll come back with some of our screenshots. We're back, and I am going to read a post that came from our secret Facebook group. Um. That our listener generously submitted, and also generously agreed to let us read from these screenshots out loud in the podcast and I think it's really relatable for two reasons because it has to do with rejection in a way but more canceling on a date but not in a bad way in my opinion and then also just a wild overreaction okay so I will be the our, our lovely listener the woman and Samantha will be the dude I'm gonna be the dude <laughs> okay Good morning. I'm so sorry to do this to you, but I woke up feeling not so great. I think I might have to just go home and crash after work. I'm exhausted and feel a little feverish, so not sure you really want to hang out with me like this anyway. Can we reschedule again? Apologies. What? It's all good. I knew you will tell me some BS. <laughs> this continues. As I said, not expectations at all. You don't have to lie. Are you happy now? I'm not lying, and I won't be accused of it. Good luck to you. Okay, well, I don't care. And fuck you. <laughs> There's no Whoa. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Also guys, I'm having such a fun time being an audience member to this radio play. I love it. <laughs> There's no need for bad language, that's very rude. Yeah, but lie. I'm sorry to change plans on you. I'm really not feeling well. That's all. 
I was in the hospital two weeks ago. Yeah, but why you don't do what you said? Don't try to be nice when you are an asshole. Clearly whatever I say isn't going to make a difference, but I'm being honest with you and I did feel bad about having to cancel the plan we had. I'm not an asshole. So you have to make it out? That And that's it. I don't even know what that means. I think it's like a final <laughs> pressure. You have to make... Oh, Jesus. Like oh, really? Oh, oh so it's like, so you... Oh, I did, yeah. I did the wrong tone. Sorry. So you have to make it out. (laughs) And like this was her genuinely like, I think they had already discussed that she had been getting over something and was truly in the hospital. So, um, well, even if she, even if she hadn't, sorry, that was just, uh, just another thing of like, I just, this is particularly rough and discouraging. And we talk a lot about canceling, but first thoughts on, I mean, I think it's messed up of him to assume that she's lying. Also, I think there's a social contract in the world that like, even if she is lightly lying, I'm not saying she is cause she, we know she yeah, wasn't. She, she said so in the, okay. But like, I have fully lied about being sick when I just didn't feel like I've lied and said I wasn't feeling well when I got like three hours of sleep and I felt like the idea of going to hang, you know, like I'm an insomniac, so sometimes I don't sleep and then it's really, really hard to get through the day and like hanging out or going on a date or hanging out with friends is going to be like unfun for me and for them. And so I'll just like white line like I was sick because people, you know, whatever. And, and I think it's honestly okay once in a while if you are like not well in whatever way to go do a thing to go to that. That's my defense of very light white lying. You guys look also, like you disagree. No. <laughs> okay. Not at all. Did you have I know. I agree with you. I, I think usually sometimes I, you know, I technically probably could go on the date, but I'm just not feeling 100%. So sometimes I'll say something like, hey, like I'm not feeling my best. Can we reschedule? And that's usually enough for a guy to be like, yeah, no problem. Like, yeah. yeah. I did that many times. And it it was also the morning, I just want to note, like morning for that night, which like, even if you weren't feeling well, at least you're giving it. I had gotten like, I'm not really feeling up for it at like 4 p.m., 5 p.m., like many times from guys. And it was annoying, but it's also like, this is dating. This yeah. is dating now. Like, totally. it's annoying for my plans. But I just think morning, genuinely not feeling well, again, it's okay to make a white lie if you weren't feeling well or you were feeling well. I just, none of this, it's almost like, yeah, this guy was just waiting for this so he could have an outburst or something, just waiting for some sort of rejection or something that he was unhappy with. Yeah, the immediate jump to anger is so scary, but I also think there's this good, whatever, silver lining where it's like, you know, Oprah or somebody has the thing of like, is it Oprah? It's like when someone shows you who they are, listen, nope, that is Maya Angelou. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that was not Oprah. But yeah, like when someone tells you who they are, listen, and that's like a good situation in terms of like, well, this guy is really horrible. Yeah. Speaking of filters. Yeah. I know. Um, and our listener also wrote just when I asked her about if we could talk about this, um, she'd be interested in knowing how others would have responded. She kind of felt like she was explaining herself too much, but hates being accused of something that's not really true. That's really not true. And actually it's spent two and a half days in the hospital, just a couple weeks before, et cetera. But she wants to know how we would have responded or it worries that she was over explaining herself. But once he started accusing you, I don't know. I could have been like way harsher, way sooner. I feel like, Oh, after his first text back to her, I would have been like, this is, we're done. Yeah. That, 
such a red flag the way that he responded to her first text yeah I think I get defensive so I would have probably replied something sassy but then like I would ideally have not said anything and just like blocked deleted I, yeah I feel like I hope I would have responded like she did yeah I, I feel like I would be too nasty. listener you responded perfectly <laughs> she's a better person than I am yeah <laughs> but also explaining it staying calm like I mean you're dealing with like a child having a tantrum essentially so I feel like you have to apply the same rules of like don't go to their level, stay calm, tell the truth, like, whatever. But, yeah, I think I may have been, like, you seem shitty. I'm happy we're not hanging out, and I'm not lying. Like, I, I probably would have said, I would have clapped back probably a little bit. Or I would have dropped off the thread entirely. Like, I would have responded once. I'm like, well, I'm not lying, but good luck. Bye. Like, yeah. and disappeared. I would have just disappeared after that first text back. I would not answer anything. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh, it's rough out there. And then I guess kind of to that point, because there, I'm going to read another horrible thing that happened on Tinder to one of our listeners. It's really horrible. And I'm reading it just so that people maybe ugh, take whatever people are dealing with on these dating apps into account more often. Um, another listener shared this. Just got a drunk message from a dude on, I think this is Tinder, if I'm remembering what dating apps look like properly. But just... Actually, I don't know if this was drunk because it says 6.23 a.m. Hi, Rachel. I'm not looking for a forever female, but if you're awesome AF and capable of losing 15 to 20 pounds, maybe I'll try and change my mind. I'm sorry I'm such an asshole. You should be. New text. Right. (laughs) Holy fuck. I am so sorry. I do not remember sending that last post, but it was rude AF. I am dealing with some. My girlfriend wanted to break up with me, so she fucked another guy instead of me. Instead of just being real with me. That's not an excuse. Okay. This. I'm yelling. This is, like, obviously the exception to the rule, but this listener was, like, how do you just deal with this? And then also, how do you keep, how do you just weed out these people on the apps? Because that's very upsetting. That's personal and rude. Again, it's one of those things where it's, like, I feel like it is almost good when these things surface in text because you don't end up wasting any of your time on, like, such a shitbag. But in a scenario like that, like, that's... I feel like I would send a, I would do like many, many drafts of a long message about like the history of feminism, the patriarchy, and like what's wrong with, with masculinity in America today and send it to him. <laughs> he probably would not get anything out of it, but I also would probably be like, well, if your girlfriend felt the need to cheat on you, you know, it takes two people to make a good relationship. Maybe you should examine like what was going on. I, I would like, definitely. I think messages like this are why they came up with Bumble, which I know we have. I don't know. How do you feel about Bumble, Smitha? Um, I've I had a Bumble a couple of years back. Yeah, it's not one that I have in regular rotation. Same. I mean, well, hopefully not now. <laughs> but like, I I struggled with it because I just it was hard for me to make that first message. But like, reading something like this is like maybe that's not the app to be on. Though it's easy for me to say that. And some of our listeners are like, well, Hinge, you run out of things so quickly in my area. Tinder has more optionality. Maybe that's not a great option, but I don't know. I don't know. Like, just technically, how do you avoid the... Because that's just that's a shitty part of your day. They weren't talking yet. They weren't texting. Yeah. It's just a message someone's sending you. I mean, I feel like... Funnily enough, it's not totally dissimilar to the conversation we were having earlier about people's opinions on the internet. Like, this is obviously not as relatable because it's specific to the three of us and other people who put stuff out on the internet. But it's that same thing of, like, 
there is there are a lot like opinions are like assholes you know everyone has one and they stink whatever this is a drag queen someone i don't know but like i feel like it's tricky because you have to see all of these people in their shitty comments as like this mass that doesn't really exist you know like they're out there you never meet them they're not the people who care about you know you love you you know whatever i feel like there has to be a way of divorcing yourself from those comments. I say I say this as someone who like can't do that at all. But, but that is just like trolling. That's trolling. Yeah, on a dating app. Totally. And it's also like I feel like it's always helpful to remember like no one sends those messages if they're not sad. Like no one who's in a healthy good place. Like I feel like you gotta channel your inner Gandhi and be like, okay, that's not someone who's happy. Like I should have pity for them because nobody in a good place is doing that. Like, I think they do it for the same reason that men catcall. It's just they want to, you know, they might be like, well, you know, I she probably won't go on a date with me, but I just want to feel like I've impacted her in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Because my ego is too big to think that, like, she just wouldn't even notice me or pay attention to me if I just started talking to her. I don't know. And like, I would say this helped me when we a long time ago. I would get, write articles on the internet or we'd get trolled. Lies and I would we'd put out other content and like men just be like, kill yourself because I made an article about inappropriate ways to hit on women at a bar. And it was like, you should be lucky. Literally getting messages <laughs> from them telling me to kill myself. They found my Facebook. It's wild. It is wild what people will do. And I'm sure you've dealt with a shit show. And, and But it's clearly happening just because of the internet everywhere. And it really helped me when I listened to that This American Life with Lindy West. Have you ever heard this episode? It's old. It's about her troll. And they end up talking. Like an evil troll who started a Twitter account of her deceased father. It is an, a mind-blowing... And it's so, again, not what I was dealing with. But I think, Liza, you were like, just listen to that. It will help. It yes. puts things in perspective so much. So maybe if you're having that kind of, if you have one of those on a dating app, just like go find that episode. Yeah. Lindy West on This American Life. Yeah. Talking about trolls. It's a pretty famous episode. Yeah. I've learned, so I, I get trolled sometimes on my account and I've learned that the best way to react to it um like i want to my instinct is to clap back like i want to say something sassy back Mm -hmm. and 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 feel like i got them or something but that is just that just ends up wasting so much of my emotional energy so it's hard to do sometimes but i find the best way to deal with it is to just immediately delete the comment and block the person before you can even like let yourself respond just because you have to think about like your emotional and your time and your energy and and it just it it makes more sense to do that because you're just saving yourself and then you don't have to write an essay about the patriarchy in many tracks <laughs> right exactly it's like yeah. it's like, just why? not worth it right yeah. it's just, and that's what they want they want to yeah they want yeah. your time and they want your effort and they want to feel like they got to you yeah and it's just healthiest for everyone involved if you just get rid of them as quickly as you can. And I think yeah. the same goes with apps. If a guy sends you something shitty or kind of obnoxious, just unmatch with him. It's yeah. it's hard yeah. and you you want to like give him his, but just for your own like sanity, just fucking unmatch with him. Yeah. If you, if you want to take a screenshot and like post it to your Insta stories and laugh about it with your friends, fine, but don't engage. Yeah. Or or, or you can send them. <laughs> To, to me. To any of us. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Not 
to any to of us. us. But we'll yeah. send them this man that exactly. maybe she'll draw. If you really can't let one go, screenshot that and send it to screenshot stories. Yeah, mine are all anonymous. I feel like when, you know, with the one that you just read, it's like, a guy who talks like, like I want to. I want his face out there with that text next to it. Like I want other women to be warned about him. Yeah, um, no, it's it, that was like the most egregious thing we've seen. And I, but then so many people commented that I was like, this isn't a one-off. It sucks. It's not. Yeah. A, yeah. But I think your point is so wise. Of like, they're trying to get a rise out of you. So the thing you can do to stick it to them the most is block them like they, they are they failed then in what they're trying mm-hmm. to do like they have been you know prodding at you and you have just you know whatever like walked away instead of whatever and People yeah like it's, that hate being ignored yeah that's the worst just thing you can do to them. yeah it's such a good point it's totally. such a good reminder i feel like just yes great reminder i'm taking this with me <laughs> for next time <laughs> something weird comes our way no well, thank you so much for doing this. Um, we loved having you on again, and this has been Thanks. a blast. I, I always love talking to you guys. And tell everyone where they can find you, so we have it. So my Insta is at Violet Claire, and that's Violet, like the color, and then C-L-A-I-R. No E in Claire. All right. Oh, yeah, that's important. <laughs> and you can find us at 51 First Dates Pod. Email us your worst first date stories, your paper clipping stories, yeah. any of your other stories at 51 First Dates Pod at gmail.com. Please join our secret Facebook group where we are getting sourcing these screenshots where everyone's talking and commiserating and having a nice time and and feeling ha- better about how our dating is together. We'd love to have you. And anything else? What did I miss? What did I miss? Nothing. Amazing. Okay, go on a date. Go on a date.